one is all things, all life, all love. We all come together in the form of energy, though we may exist on different vibrations. Our sound is one, our unity is one, and our life is one. Keep shining. Texas. 
Happy Juneteenth. Can I be heard? Let me pull up. Let me pull up the message, the messenger to make sure I can be heard. Um, okay, let me see what it says. Hold on just a second, y'all. Make sure, because sometimes Facebook likes to, likes to, uh, let's see. Okay, good, 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 good. I can be heard. Good. Thank you. All right, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, sometimes blog talk likes to uh, give me a run for my money. So I just want to make sure I can be heard, but I can. So, yes, happy Juneteenth. Welcome to another edition of Circle Sisters Podcast the podcast for women by women and in honor of women. It's not just, you know, not just for women. However, women are my target market and and, and people who love women. So, fellas, that definitely includes you. Y'all love the women folks, so you good. <laughs> All right. So um, today is our poetry show, y'all. It's the third Monday of the month. Every third Monday, we are dedicating to poetry. I am a poet. I am poetry. I love poetry. I breathe poetry. Um, Poetry is very much a part of of who I am and why I am who I am today. And so in honor of the muse of poetry, in honor of Monday, uh, a a day for introspection and creativity, a moon day, children and those of us who who honor the moon definitely um honor or excuse me definitely inspired people <laughs> and and we write poems and rhymes and and things of that nature so so yeah that's what that's about um let's see okay so yesterday was the uh Friedman Town tour we had Sister Holly Charles on the line. We had Priscilla on the line. We've also we've we've also had Loretta Clay on the line. All these sisters represent Freedman Town in one way, shape, form, or another. Uh, Holly Charles had her play last night on Freedman Town in All Thy Getting, and let me say it was wonderful. Money well spent. Not only did the proceeds go back into Freedman Town and go back to the um the Yates Museum just just supporting that sister and her efforts. It was her first play and you never would have known it. It was a really, really good play. Not that I didn't think it would be, but um I was just it was really good though and, and I was inspired by it. Um she had a picture it so it was it was multi um a multimedia play. Not only did it have, you know, physical actors, it also, you know, in the in the in the stage, the set on stage, it also had um some interactive media where it had, you know, music, um, and then it also had the big screen. And so she had some things, you know, online she pulled up as part of the play and then she had some, some photographs that she used as part of the props. And it was one particular photograph that if I find it, I promise you, I'm blowing it up and I'm putting it on my wall. It was the most just, oh, my God. It was an actual photograph of um, the freedmen in Freedman Town making the bricks and laying the, laying the bricks to form the rail. 
a streetcar, well, not the streetcar, but to form the rail in Freeman Town. I have never seen that photo online, and so um, I'm sure Sister Priscilla has it, um, seeing as how she's a historian and photographer. But uh, I'm going to have to holler at her about it if I can't find it online because that photo is just, it says everything. A picture's worth it, and that picture alone was worth was worth, you know, just seeing the play in and of itself, but then the play on top of that was just wonderful. And um, she explained more what that title meant in All Thy Getting. And plain and simple, uh, there, it came from a Bible scripture. It came from Proverbs, I believe Proverbs 2 and 4, uh, in All Thy Getting, make sure, well, it don't say make sure you get an understanding, but in All Thy Getting, get an understanding. And that's what the play was about. In all of our getting, in all of our modernity, in all of our, um, you know, accumulating those, the, the things that our, our grandparents could only dream of, in our education, in our, in our um, finances being in a place that we can move out of, quote, unquote, the hood, out of the ghettos, out of Freedmantown, out of Fourth Ward, and move into the woodlands, and we could drive these cars, you know, these luxury vehicles, and, and send our children to private school. I mean, I don't send my daughter to private school, but if I could, I would. <laughs> Because uh, public school is brutal But yeah in, in all of that though The point is make sure you get an understanding Make sure you understand who you are And what you are And as long as you have that And if you can have that And continue to you know Live live high on the hog Then more power to you But if you do all of that and forget You know what's important And whatever that means to you Then um, you know Then what did you really gain right so, yeah, so that's, 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 that's my two cents on that. But, yeah, so we went to Freeman Town. We had the tour. That was awesome. Lots of good reviews. I didn't hear anybody complain. It was hot. We were sweating, but it was a good sweat, right? It was invigorating. It was inspiring. And I thank I thank the most high that we were able to um, honor Juneteenth, the legacy of Juneteenth yesterday in actual Freeman Town. So, so yeah. Um, and a couple years back, I wrote a poem about Freeman Town. Excuse me, about Juneteenth. And seeing as how tonight is Poetry Night, I'm gonna share my poem with you. But first, we are going to pray. So let us pray. So here we go. I am the maiden. I see the world with a childlike wonder. A joyful song plays in my heart. I am in awe of everything around me, learning and playing and finding my way. I am the mother. I walk the earth and I feel her warmth beneath my feet. My womb is ripe and ready to bring forth new life. I feel the heartbeat of the child inside me, patiently waiting to make her appearance. I am the crone. The silver strands in my hair speak of the wisdom I possess. The lines on my face tell of the strength and endurance of a lifetime of journeys to fulfill the promises I made and I kept. I am the goddess. I am the giver of life and the keeper of secrets. I am the stories that are passed from mother to daughter to granddaughter. I am the songs that are taught at rituals and are sung with reverence and love. I am the witch. I am the maiden. I am the mother. I am the crone. I am the goddess. 
As above me, so below me, so mote it be, so mote it be, so mote it be. Juneteenth. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and free laborer. General Order Number 3, June 19, 1865. So what you really know about the Dirty South, Galveston, Texas, slave unloading docks, auction blocks, strip butt ball naked and let old master count the teeth in your mouth, bootlegging black folks like liquor and marijuana, slaveholders withheld information about the Emancipation Proclamation because they just didn't want to stop. 250,000 Africans held in captivity, two and a half years longer than the rest. Sounds like another legitimate claim for reparations, repair a nation that's been put through the most horrendous, inhumane, and devilish test. But Africans in America, Afro-Americans, African-Americans descend from the original woman, descend from a cable-launched, nurturing, fertile soil, and success runs in our race, although some can't see for looking because colonizers and corporate executives live off the spoils of us, enough to make a militant-minded revolutionary soul sister want to bust 19 times to ease her nappy-headed mind in the hot and humid month of June. Much respects to Jack Yates and his labors for Emancipation Park. Now, this summer, I'll be posted up surrounded by my peoples, refilling my black nationalist heart with the good feeling reunion brings, complete with singing, dancing, good drinks, and barbecued chicken wings. Yes, these are a few of my favorite things about Juneteenth, celebrated from Texas to Oklahoma. Much respect to Texas Representative Al Edwards for making it official holiday. Now the rest of, now it's time for the rest of the states to recognize. My ancestors built this country, so don't trip when I celebrate. And just because I love black people, please don't think it means I encourage hate. I encourage education and the maximum potential of black power. I encourage community and unity when haters come to devour our pride. Can't stand to see the panther-like stride when we march. Juneteenth, remembering those ancestors who were caught, sold and bought, taught ways not their own, libations and celebrations, so their memories live on and 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 on. I wrote that in 2004. That's an oldie but goodie. All right, all right, all right. So let's see. Let's pull up, pull up the studio. Let's see. All right, our guest speaker is not on the line yet. So let me go ahead and um, mention that this weekend, this weekend we are journeying to Burkeville, Shankville, Newton County, Texas, to celebrate the Purple Hole Peace Festival, to celebrate the summer solstice. Yes. 
We will be uh, in the country this weekend, y'all. We will be in the country at the Purple Hole Pea Festival. We be on Friday. We will attend the symposium, and it just so works out that I'm off on Fridays. How wonderful is that? <laughs> I work ten hours Monday through Thursday, y'all, but I'm off on Friday. So I will be at the symposium, and I don't even have to take off work. Uh, but yeah, y'all. So Friday there's going to be a symposium. This symposium is going to have experts as well as laypersons talking about the other freedmen towns and freedmen villages throughout Texas. There were over 500 in number. So um, if you're interested in that, there's still space available. You can hit me up 713-338-9343. Again, 713-338-9343. Or if you follow me on social media, you can hit me up on um, Instagram. I am Ami, A-M-M-I underscore Android. Um, And then on Facebook, I am Keisha, K-E-S-H-I-A, K-Boogie Shantae, S-H-A-N-T-A-E. If you need more information about the Purple Hole Hole Peace Festival, uh, the festival is absolutely free. You can come and just have a good old time in the country. If you've never been to the country, you're missing out. If you've been to the country, then you already know. Um, it's definitely a way to just kind of detach and um, detox from the city. Um, you know, every now and then you kind of need just to get into nature, and the country is all about nature. Um, but if you're interested in that symposium, there is a fee because – they're off. They're also offering um, CPU credits, continued professional CP, continued professional. Um, I forget what the U stands for, but basically professional development. So um, they're offering ten professional development credits. So if you're a teacher, if you're an educator, um, every year you have to, you know, have so many year, so many uh, credits of professional development. So this is an excellent way to get that, as well as learn about the history of Texas, the Black history of Texas, Texas history. And you never know, you might learn about your people. You'll be surprised how many um, of our people came from these different freedmen towns throughout Texas and just so happened to gravitate towards the city, you know, when it went, when the industrial age hit and when, um, as the money moved out of, out of, um, you know, the logging companies and the oil rigs and, and the paper companies and things like that, people moved to the city. So, so yeah, that's what's up with that. So as we wait for Kimberly, say la. Uh, if you want to share your poetry, if you happen to have a poem that you want to share, callers, just press 1. The phone number here is 516-595-8108. 516-595-8108. If you're already on the line and you want to share some poetry, just press 1 and you can come through. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm going to play. Y'all listen up. Let me plug up my speaker. All right. Here we go. We're going to play a poem. I think this is on the line, so we're going to play this poem by Miss Jill, Jilly from Philly. Uh, And then we're going to bring on Miss Sela. All right, just a sec. Here we go. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, technical disc. Let me turn on the speaker.
She say the sky ain't a ceiling at all. Now coming to the mic, Miss Kimberly Stayla. Kimberly Stayla is a veteran poet and writer in Houston, Texas. She is a just really great spirited woman. She does the work on herself. You can tell that she is healing her pains um, because this is always you know, extended the olive branch to me. She's always just been a really, really genuine person. And um, I believe that anyone who who comes across, well, I can't say anyone because we all got two sides to us, but I uh-huh. believe that, uh, right, <laughs> I believe that um, for the most part, sis, you know, uh, people have wonderful things to say about Miss Kimberly, and so I'm just thankful that she agreed to be on the show. I owe her a poetry book, and it is on the way. I have not forgot, and um, I just I look forward to hearing her poetry. I look for I have, it's been a long time since I've heard her spit, and it's been too long. So 
Miss Kimberly Chanel, also known as Kimberly Speaks, also known as Kimberly Say La, y'all. <laughs> I got a bunch of names. Hey, Keisha. How you doing? Hey, boo. I'm doing good. I'm <laughs> so happy to be here. I'm grateful for the opportunity. As you said, it has been a very long time since I have <laughs> exercised these here vocal cords in this here manner. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been writing, of course. Writers write. Writers write all the time. Yeah. They scribble. They clob, cobble together all kinds of pieces of whatever. But um, I, I'm grateful for this opportunity to share. So first off, I have a poem that is not by me. I first, I want to do a poem by my dearly departed friend. May she rest in peace and honor and power. Uh, Sassafras, Cypress, Indigo, whom I love greatly. Yeah. And um, to start the night off, I would like to read a poem by her. Uh, Definitely. This poem is called Red, and I, I want to read it because I think it it, it really exemplifies her spirit and uh, the way she saw the world. Wonderful. My grandmother used to dance atop tables, hips swaying in the most suggestive fashion. And she doesn't know that I know this. Before her tra- his transition, Grandpa slid a sepia-toned picture across the table and whispered, those are the legs I fell in love with. He was <laughs> 10 years her junior, and her slim ankles atop high-heeled shoes rerouted the flow of his blood, even at 87. Granny didn't give many life lessons. She was too busy frying up hairstyles in the kitchen and fluffing the feathers of her church hat to dole out advice. But when she did, it was steeped in the irrational belief systems or flimsy building blocks to logic. Baby girl, only whores wear red shoes. The late (laughs) night ladies of Lyons Avenue seemed to solidify her point. She colored my view of the world, so I gladly ingested this bit of her attention, sidestepped any color brighter than brown, and learned to conjugate the word garish to pepper my judgment call. An adult child playing dress-up, I own red sheets, a nod to my typical rebellion, and a hint of my naughty nature laid horizontal. Don't tell grandmother. Her cafe days are long over. And it would offend her delicate sensibilities. But I still wonder about those wildly flung legs dancing the toss in the top table. One day I'll slide my hidden picture toward her and ask, Granny, what color were your shoes? (laughs) (laughs) That's red by Sassafras, Cypress, and Indigo. I say. Resting power. So... I, I, I like that piece because, A, because she wrote it, and B, because a lot of times we forget where we came from, and mm-hmm. um, we forget the women we used to be and the women we still sometimes are. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the world is harsh enough on us that we don't have to be so harsh on each other. I agree. So... 
I got something else. How many? What? What? What am I doing? How many pieces do? Would you like me to do? You can just just. This is a poetry show, so if you just go until you just like. Just have it. Like, fun. I'm Yes, yes. Okay. I do. I'm gonna. I, got, I wanna ask you a couple questions, so maybe you can read a couple, and then we'll take a quick break, and I'll ask you a couple questions, and then we can, uh, you know, you can read a couple more, and then I'll play some, and then we'll head on out. We'll let it flow. Okay. All right. So uh, this let one is actually by me. <laughs> <laughs> this one is actually by me, and it's called uh, "Let's Get Naked" because hey. naked is good. I honor naked. Yeah. Naked is beautiful. Shout out to okay. the heathen section. <laughs> yes. Shout out to the shout out to the spirit section. Because I love to say, you yes. know, there is a like closely related, well, I ain't going to get into it. Well, I'm just saying, don't, <laughs> don't, don't trip on naked. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Okay. Sculpted from the dust he came, formed by the hand of the most high architect, Filled with his breast and his spirit, undefiled and carved in the divine image, he became one and himself, anointed for purpose of domination and stewardship. He was and is the first begotten of the earth, the moon at his feet, the sun at his head, bronze in his beautiful skin. From his flesh she came, from his bone her spirit was born, every curve his complement. Fold to fold, made to be one. Before each other, they had no raiment, no cloth-guarded breastplate, heart exposed, open, available, and naked. So I stand before you, sun-kissed reflection of the Most High, and I say, let's get naked. Let's (laughs) take off the layers of doubt, destruction, and distrust that keeps us separated from one another. Let's remove Mm. every scrap every piece of false pride and feigned humility until we find the truth of divine love. Let's get naked. Let us know each other with true intimacy, not afraid of love, but willing to embrace the fire of love that purifies and burns at the same time. Like lava on the sands forms obsidian, shall we be the result of the heat of our truth. Fused mm. into ancient forms of natural glass, strengthened but fragile. Let's get naked. Let's stand in courage, exposed, unafraid, and intertwined. Let's fulfill the promise. Permeate the earth with the fragrance of our love, forgiveness, and growth. Fortified by days where we fight before the sun finds its home in the west. We find the place where I meet you in unconditional love and blessed compromise, and we fall into each other, blooming jasmine and lilacs that drink our nectar. Let's be the Mm -hmm. original Adam and Eve, love of all love liberated from the pages of of an ancient promise that I am bold enough to believe we can have, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth, uncovered, exposed, Spiritually naked. Yes. Woo. <laughs> naked. Yeah, let's get naked. <laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> Don't be in my inbox talking about let's get naked unless you for real. Exactly. Emotionally naked. Not that. Don't be bringing me your. I don't want them pictures. <laughs> 
No, you don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. So, I have two books of poems in front of me. Okay. One is a collection by Audre Lorde, whom we all love and revere. Okay, wonderful. And one is a collection by Nikki Giovanni. Excellent. So, I know, I mean, it's like boom, boom. And, you know, when I think about poetry, I not only think about poems specifically, because, you know, we both have a serious love for Zora Neale Hurston. Her writings were so poetic. or out, They are. They are in the present tense. Yeah, definitely. We talk about it in the present tense. So poetic. And, and I became <laughs> a writer because of two women. One, Zora Neale Hurston. Two, yeah. Nikki Giovanni. And... Yeah. Ego tripping that tra- changed my life. Yeah, so I'm not going to yeah, ego tripping because yeah. everybody know ego tripping. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read uh, a poem about getting older, which is I think a significant trope. I guess would be the right word for women dealing with the changes of our bodies, and we have such a youth obsessed mm-hmm. culture. And I think it beats women up more than men. Not that men don't get beat up by it, because they do. But I think the impossible standards continue for us much longer than they do for men. Definitely. This poem is by Nikki Giovanni, and it's called The Life I Led. Hmm. I know my upper arms will grow. Flabby is true of all the women in my family. I know that the purple veins like dead fish in the sun will dot my legs one day and my hands will wither while my hair turns grayish white. I know that. One day my teeth will move when my lips smile and a flutter of hair will appear below my nose. I hope my Mm. skin doesn't change to those blotchy colors. I want my menses to be undifficult. (laughs) I very Mm. much prefer staying firm and slim. To grow old like a vintage wine fermenting in old wooden vats in style. I'd like to be exquisite, I think. I will look forward to grandchildren and my flowers, all my knickknacks in their places and the quiet of the bombs not falling in Cambodia settling over my sagging breast. I hope my shoulder finds a head that needs nestling and my feet find a footstool after a good soaking with Epsom salts. I hope I die warmed by the life that I tried to live. Mm. I love her. That's wonderful. See, meeting her in person was like going to Mecca. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Please forgive me. I know. Yeah, definitely. She is a Mecca poet. (laughs) She really was. was, That's how holy it was for me. And. To meet someone whom you, because when you meet your heroes, it don't always end that way. But to meet someone whom you've lauded in your head and valued and thought of as some incredible piece of art (laughs) in their humanity, 
<laughs> to meet them and be just as charmed, just as impressed, yeah. just as in love with the person you met and met as you were with the person on on paper. Man, yeah. Thank you, Nikki. For Thank real. Yep. All right, so Miss Audrey. Audrey's poem. She's got two. Okay. okay. I couldn't remember which one I want. I couldn't decide which one I want to do. But I think I'm going to do this one. It's called A Woman Speaks. Okay. And it kind of makes me think about the book, Sassafras, Pipers, and Indigo. Because, you know, in Tzatziki Shange starts that book with where there's a woman, there's madness. And, oh, my mm. God. That's got got to be one of the best beginnings of any book ever because, you know, I'm a woman and I imagine. (laughs) All right. So this one's called A Woman's Feet. Okay. Moon marked and touched by the sun, my magic is unwritten. But when the sea turns black, it will leave my shape behind. I seek no favor, untouched by blood, Unrelenting as the curse of love, permanent as my errors or my pride, I do not mix love with pity, nor hate with scorn. And if you would know me, look into the entrails of Uranus, where the restless oceans pound. I do not dwell within my birth, nor my divinities, who am ageless and half-grown and still seeking my sisters, which is in Dahomey wear me inside their coiled cloths, as our mothers did morning. I have been woman for a long time. Beware my Mm. smile. I am treacherous with old magic in the noon's new fury, and all your wide futures promised. I am woman and not white. Who should have said that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I guess oh, that wow. hearing to read something like that because wow. so often, especially you know, okay, come on, brain. So so <laughs> often when you think of womanhood, like if you Googled womanhood, you'd get all these mm-hmm. pictures of super thin white women. And so yep. there's like there's a whole class of women that are excluded. And some of those women have white skin because overweight white women yeah. are included. And women who have disabilities aren't included. And yeah. women who, of color aren't included. Of any color. Of any. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. No, yeah, you, you're right. And when you Google black, don't, don't, even, don't even Google black oh. women. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Because I did it one day. I'm looking, you know, I do pictures. Um, Right. For the blog talk shows So I'm like let me find some beautiful sisters Let me google black women Oh wow I almost called google myself And filed a complaint What Who? Like, It's disgusting It's so disrespectful It's just it's not even funny What comes Mm -hmm. up when you google black women And the thing about the algorithm is It's not Necessarily Google's fault. And because the algorithm works according to keywords, right? So it, it gathers, okay. it just 
it's 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 not a it's not a living breathing thing. Now the algorithm was created by a living breathing thing, and right. they would have to right. actually fine tune the algorithm to suppress certain things. But the algorithm right. just pulls together the keywords. That's all it does. It's black, very black and white. So it's just the issue. Now, how how would you put because black? Because if, if you look up black, okay, you get you know whatever. You look up women, you get whatever. But you put black women together, I don't see the the I don't see the ebony, the cover of ebony. I don't see you know sisters right. hugging each other. I see dominatrixes and not the good kind. Right. You see. <laughs> You see the collective consciousness. <laughs> That's what yeah, you see. I kind of do. Yeah, and it's not good. That's what you see. And no, it is not. And one of the things I am passionate about is not doing PSAs for your humanity. Like, we shouldn't have wow. to flood the internet <laughs> to, to, to say this is how we should be seen. And exactly. It almost feels like that's necessary to counteract the amount of. I mean, it's okay for those women to exist, because I I don't want right. to put that out there like you know those women don't right. their 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 version of black womanhood should not exist. It's not right. a, I don't want to come across that way. But what right. I do want to say is I want to see multiple versions, multiple versions of black womanhood. Please, exist. that's all I am. I, yes. There's there's more than one representation of who we are, and we don't always get to see that. Yeah. We don't always get to see that. But what you do? Oh, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, you be on your sojourner, too. Ain't I a woman? I'm a woman, too. Me. That, that's, Ain't funny. I a woman? Ain't I a woman? I think I had something. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I on a couple years ago, I think it was called "Ain't Our Woman." It might have been a poem. I think it was a T. I had a T called <laughs> "Ain't Our Woman" because I was trying to, you know, yeah, just dealing with. I think it was during the time that I, I call it. I will forever call it the week of women, lynch, black women lynchings. About two, three summers ago, it was a week mm-hmm. where it was just hell week for black women, and I think that T came out of that. And it was, and it was that's the spirit I was in. Ain't I a woman? Um, mm-hmm. So yes, ain't I a woman? Don't I deserve the same respect so and protection? Leave out tonight. Let me pull that up. But yeah, I'm sorry, sis. Go ahead, please I, continue. Oh no, I'm uh, I'm almost out of poetry. Uh, <laughs> you well, what I brought to you, the other one? Oh, this one is called. From the house of Yemaya. Yemaya. Okay. Okay. My mother had two faces and a frying pot where she cooked up her daughters into girls. Before she fixed our dinner, my mother had two faces and, oh, excuse me. All right, let me start over because I ran that together. (laughs) My mother had two faces and a frying pot where she cooked up her daughters into girls before she fixed our dinner. My mother had two faces and a broken pot, where she hid Mm. out a perfect daughter who was not me. I am the Mm. sun and moon and forever hungry for her eyes. 
I bear two women upon my back, one dark and rich and hidden in the ivory hungers of the other mother, pale as a witch, yet steady and familiar, brings me bread and terror in my sleep. Her breasts are huge, exciting anchors in the midnight storm. All this has been before in my mother's bed. Time has no sense. I have no brothers, and my sisters are cruel. Mm. Mother, I need. Mother, I need. Mother, I need your blackness now as the August earth needs rain. I am the sun and moon and forever hungry. The sharpened edge where day and night shall meet and not be one. Man. I like that. I'm going to look that one up. That's deep. <laughs> oh, that was a Yeah, for real. Man. Okay, well, let's, let me, let me see. I'm going to play one. I pulled up. This is, uh, what's her name? Georgia Me, I believe her name is. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, let me hold up, put a speaker back up. Oh, Georgia Me. This is Deaf Poetry. Uh, Deaf Poetry Jam. I hate that they canceled that show. It's still, I think they still have it at the theater, but it's definitely not on TV anymore. But, um, mm-hmm. I used to. Okay, so here we go. This is. the 
that because I'm wondering I know for me I just published a book and for me um, it took forever to publish it because I don't like feeling vulnerable and so this sister mm-hmm. just got on stage and basically you know I know that's a, you can hear it in her voice that's a vulnerable place for her how do you feel about mm-hmm. being vulnerable in your poetry or like is there are there certain poems that you just reserve for yourself or do you just put everything you know, more or less everything out through your through your voice, through your poetry. I'm used, I always tell people I'm transparent but not indiscreet. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there there is a at the core of my being, no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing poetry or whether I'm teaching or speaking or I'm a healer. And one right. of the things about being a healer is you have to be okay with exposing yourself. Oh, because, no. <laughs> I know. Because people, people know when you're being genuine. People know when you're trying to feed them a line just so you can get something from them. They know. And because I know people know, I don't like mm. I don't like being exposed in that way. I don't like to be exposed as a liar. So mm. if I don't want to be exposed as a liar, I have to be truthful about my stuff. Mm. Now, am I always ready to expose certain things? No. And right. as a healer, I know that there's times and parts that you have to keep for yourself. So I think okay. when we perform, when we write, when we sing, when we teach, when we go to heal, there is a wisdom that comes with that. And that mm. wisdom lets us know when it's time to open up and when it's time to shut down. Mm. And I think each person has to kind of figure out what those gates look like for themselves. And her getting up there and doing that, as a as a girl who struggles with her weight, <laughs> Her getting up there and doing that and exposing, girl, I don't even want to go down that road. But as a person getting up there and doing that, probably heals some folks, you know. And, um, man, we're responsible for that. We're responsible for the people we're assigned to heal. And we got to do what we got to do. Wow. So, gosh. Okay, because, yeah, I guess, and it, I guess it depends on your character, too, because some people, because I've heard, you know, we've been in the poetry scene for a minute. Some people get up there, and, I mean, I'm just like, wow, how, how could you possibly, <laughs> some of the stuff that they say, I just, I 
can't even imagine like what state they must be in to you know to uh, some people it's a performance so I get it you know they they step out of character but then in also some mm-hmm. instances especially like people who talk about their abortions or who might talk about their rapes or talk about you know things that are just they're very private but they like you say you do need to you do need to share if you're a healer because you can help someone else but I just wonder like how do you push like Okay, you're, so give a, can you give us the poets on the line and the other writers some maybe one or two techniques for artists who might want to, you know, express more of themselves, but it is that barrier of, okay, how do I know, you know, how do I feel comfortable with exposing? Because, like, I mean, I don't like exposing, I'm not, I don't like exposing my deeper emotions. I tend to just stick to mm-hmm. politics. You know, that aspect of it, because when it comes to the emotional, it's, you know, it's a touchy subject for me. So when it comes to sharing, like, what would you suggest as far as sharing with an audience um, and not run off the stage and go hide in the bathroom? (laughs) I've seen it. Um, (laughs) I would suggest, first off, that you are sure that you are ready to expose it. There's no law that says you have to. Correct. And True. You, you shouldn't feel pressured to do so. If that is not where your ministry is, and that's the best way I can label it because, mm. you know, I grew up in the church. So okay. if that's not where your ministry is, maybe your ministry is setting the political prisoners free, and that's that's where your that's where your strength is, and that's where your your call is, so that's where you lean towards. But yeah. usually when someone... It's up there exposing that kind of thing. We don't know the emotional labor that went into exactly. them getting to that point. That is that is not something that just happens overnight. You don't just wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I think I want to talk about that time I was sexually assaulted. That's not okay. something that people just <laughs> just wake up one morning and be like, you know, I think I'm going to pour all of that out today. There is... Yeah. Therapy and healing and writing and praying and crying and there was a lot of if you see somebody exposing that kind of and it's their story because people expose right. that kind of stuff in other people's story all the time they write right. empathetic empathetic pieces but if they're writing right. a piece like that you have to be in a place of healing because you don't know until you sit down if I could. I'm thinking of one girl in particular who came up to me in tears after I did a piece, and I can't remember which piece it was I did. But she needed that. And in order for me to give it to her, I had to get to a place of healing within myself. Hmm. So if you feel, I would say, if you are a poet who is contemplating doing something like that, if you feel a pull in your spirit to do something like that, then you have to find the place in you where that lies and and heal it so that you can heal others. But don't do it until you're ready. Don't force yourself out there. Wow. Don't force yourself out there. That's, that's so true. You don't know... I'm glad you said that. You just never know when you hear people do their poetry, like you said, what the process it took for them to even get to that level. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's up. 
Okay, you talk more about um, Kimberly Tunnell Speaks and about your healing ministry. Actually, I am a coach. I'm a business and marketing coach, but I consider myself, a first and foremost, I'm a healer. And no matter where I'm exercising, whatever gift I'm exercising, I thank God that I'm multi-talented. I can say that now. I used to be like, no, I'm okay. No, I was blessed with an abundance of gifts, and I try my best to use all of them. And um, in 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 this iteration of my life, because there's been several of them, (laughs) in this iteration of my life, my focus is on building community through business, through economic empowerment, and. As a part of that, I am working as a coach to help people build their businesses. To, I call myself the business midwife. I'm helping people mm-hmm. deliver things. And people have business. They have goals. They have things that they're trying to accomplish. And I am blessed with the ability to see where we are and kind of, it's like little blocks. It looks like little blocks in right. our head. What little blocks mm-hmm. needs to come together to get to where we want to be. And I work very hard even in that to be honest about what I know, what I don't know, what I want to find out, what I'm trying to find out. And people connect with that. I think when you're honest with people, people connect with that. So that's what I do. I think I explain it mostly. Okay. And then so with the healing, healing, it's more so just um, it's organic. So it's not necessarily your, you know, you're, you have business cards with the word, you know, I'm a healer. It's more so the people you interact with, you, I don't know, am I right? Or are you, or no, you do have business cards yeah, and we can't call you. No, <laughs> I don't have business cards as okay. a healer per se. I do have business cards as a coach. Um, okay, coach. And I feel like there's there's healing business in that. And then, of course, like you said, some of it happens. Man, if I can tell you, number of people I done prayed with at the back of a club. Oh, I, I mean, I'm just, okay. I'm just saying. Some of it just happens Beautiful. organically, and you know, I, again, I give all praises to the Most High for that gift. That's a gift, and I don't want that gift to be for sale. You know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. like being able to pour. Okay. Well, I'm about to call you when this is off so you can pray for me, sis. I love a good prayer. You know what? I'm not. I'm, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. That's not my gift. I'm not a prayer as of yet. But um, I think once or two. Who prayed for me? Was it um? I can't remember. Oh gosh, who? It was it Sunny. I can't remember if it was Sunny prayed for me or. It was somebody who prayed for me, and it was such a powerful prayer. I was like, I've never been prayed for like that before. And it was a young mm-hmm. sister, and in my mind, I was like, wow, now I understand why people, you know, why Be people, like, pray you for know, me. pray for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, well, as we come to an end, did you have uh, another one of your poems you wanted to share? Yeah, you actually Thank did the poem already. But I wanted to oh, share it anyway. Uh, I I brought Blessed Be the Wild. Oh, okay. So let me, let, me, let me open this one. So Kimberly participated in, thir- was it 30 days or 31 days? 30. 30 days 30, 30. of poetry. 30 days of poetry during Poetry Month. And every day this is a, 
this sis was writing and and uh, meeting the challenges of the day uh, to, to do the 30 days of poetry. And one of those days, she wrote this poem, um, and I just it was it resonated with me as a witchy woman. And um, I liked it because mm-hmm. it was one of the yeah, and that's basically what the poem. I mean, the the things that came up to me. I think about all the women who lost their lives, the medicine women, the the witchy women, who yeah. who lost their lives because what they did was so powerful and organically connecting with people that the church was threatening and they wanted them dead. And yeah. um, that's a lot of power, baby. And um. That's what this is about. This is about that power of divine womanhood that some of us are born with, some of us develop, and a lot of us apply to people that, you know, may or may not deserve it. Anyway. (laughs) So this is how blessed be the wild. Blessed be the wild. And it's kind of like the attitude, you know. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, it is. Okay, so that's what it came. It's a comp. Those two things: the beatitudes and witchy women. So here we go. Blessed be the wild, the unfettered, the committed, free, the conjure women with their witchy ways, the healers and priestesses. May they shine without shade, run free amongst the trees, work the dirt. Interpret the air and read the stars. May they live in communion, cultivated cooperative energy, smelling of sage and bergamot, nag champa and myrrh. May they hear the cries of their mothers who fought for their right to be, to breathe, who lived as the empowered powerless, manipulated and used by the fears of men. Divine feminine energy making her divine way. Creator, bringing new life to old ways. Sunshine in her breast. Light in her eyes. Power in her stride. Blessed be the wild, for they shall walk in freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, indeed. So, what's going on with that? My book, okay. Yes, your book. I have I have a book of poems that I published a couple of years ago, so I'm gonna re re release that. I did, but it was a, it was a tapu. It was going uh, those. No, no, I haven't. It needs to be redone. Like I sold Please. hundreds of I sold hundreds of copies of a book. Okay, breathe. All right. So, <laughs> I just realized that. So I'm going to re-release it so that it can be out in, in the atmosphere in the age of Amazon. Yeah. Because I think that's a good idea. And I have yes. the pages, but I no longer have the document. Okay? So I have to retype it all, so that's what's taking me for. Oh, wow. And okay. I also have a book of prayers coming. So those are two oh, things. Wow. If anybody wants to to follow that they can go to www dot Kimberly dot com and they can sign up on my list and then as these things are ready and coming out 
I will gladly send you an email, or you can follow me on Facebook or whatever. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. All of them say Kimberly to me. So it's T E N N I L two 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 N's two L's. Two N's one L. My mama was a weirdo. Hey mama. <laughs> hey mama. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two you know, I look one forward L. to your to your poetry. I yeah, you're such a phenomenal writer. I like I love I like hearing you read your poetry too. Your voice is very strong. Um, but I look forward to this book of uh, prayers. That's yeah! Wow, that's exciting. And so when you talk you, about, what are you doing? You're just getting inspired and then writing them down as they come to you, or it's actually a book of prayers for cultivating self-love. So it's all about uh, finding your truth and who you are, and learning to love that, and um, taking the spiritual journey for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't see that. So I can those don't see that. And yeah, and so yeah. I, I figured, you know, as you talked about the healing thing, that's about. Yeah. I'm a I'm an intercessor, so that's probably yes. where my healing mojo will come out in prayers and books about prayers. And that kind oh, of I'm thing. excited. Yes, that's yes. I I feel I've already I've, I got all my tears, girl. Yes, I love that. Okay, well I'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, and when when you do get closer to that release date, um, I will be following you, and hopefully you'll come back on and share some of those with us. That would be wonderful. I will gladly do so. Yes, yeah. I would love to. Maybe even I'm I'm just saying maybe even you could put a couple of those poems on CD, and you know, so people can actually. You know, I don't know, child. I'm running. You know, <laughs> I could you know just have it on CD, so maybe people can play those prayers and listen to them, and yeah. You know, okay. maybe I could do it like an audio book or something like that. I, yeah, I, that's possible. I, you got the voice for it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'll receive. <laughs> yeah, something to think about. I, I could definitely see an audio book, definitely, to go along with, you know, with the book. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, y'all, that's Miss Kimberly Tennille. Kimberly Speaks. Kimberly Say La. And um, her website is www.kimberlytennille.com. Mm-hmm. And she is on social media. If you are on my page, just um, I did tag her in the post. So just click on her tag, send her a friend request, or follow her. And um, you can soak up all of her radiance. Not all of it, but some of it. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, uh, thank you all for listening. I love you. I hope you're okay, and uh, take care of yourself. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, sis. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. So I guess I really need to say nothing else. I'm pulling up my song. Um, I'm going to play two. I'm going to play Excuse Me because that's how I feel right about now. And then we're going to listen to Unbreakable, and we out next week. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I got one more poem I do want to read. One more poem I want to read. Nope. I think I'll read it next week. Next week is a very special week for me. I'll be fresh off that purple hole. (laughs) 
So uh, see y'all next Monday, y'all. Love you, love you. Like she said, love you. I hope you're well. Peace, peace, peace.
ultraviolet How I speak when I'm silent Through my aura, Borealis Aurora It's in the bloodline, liquid sunshine The heart, know it and I'm doing my part Sometimes it's switching a blink Like a glitch in the link of a chain Stay off it before I lose, I'm a forfeit No bowing to the corporate, the devil's in the pulpit Applaud this, flawless, spit gorgeous Justice for the lawless, that real rawness Breaking the mint, breaking the mint, breaking the mint. 